Well, the results are in. I think we should take a look at what's happened tonight. I'm personally very happy. Donald Trump, after having uh, been threatened with these four indictments, his home raided, his business license being torn up in New York, $300 million fine being leveled against him, his sons being deprived of the ability to do business, 700 years of prison time, that psychologically works on him because he knows they stole an election. So there's an anxiety deep down inside of him that they have the power to execute the destruction of him. But I guess like a Lincoln or a Kennedy who knows enemies are out there that could kill you, he just chooses not to think about it. He pushes it out of his mind and focuses on the assignment. I really don't have a lot of respect for people that are critics of Trump because of the idolatry of people towards him. There's no real idolatry, there's respect. Respect for a man who has the courage to do what he's doing. He came in with 51%, uh, larger than a 12% uh, margin of victory, which is the largest of any Republican in Iowa. So we can't really depreciate it. Presidents have been elected on this kind of numbers. Uh, surprisingly, Vivek, I'm going to show you, he just stepped out. He said there's no path forward. And in spite of Trump attacking him and getting mad at him for, you know, his T-shirts that said, vote Vivek, save Trump, because it looks like Trump's not going to be able to run, um, he reconciled in his own heart, a sign of maturity, and he just threw his whole support, his 8% behind Trump. But that 8%, if it goes with him, puts Trump at 59% or 60%, uh, largest margin ever in the history of Iowa for a candidate. Now, what's funny is Nikki Haley says, well, I guess this proves it's a two-person race. Problem is she came in third. Uh, Ron DeSantis came in at 21.2%, and that's with $50 million of negative advertising against him. I like Ron. I don't think this is his time. But like Ronald Reagan ran as the governor of California more than once, it prepares you for your ultimate moment. And we'll know when it's Ron's ultimate moment. America's not finished. When I see leadership like that, I know we're not finished. That gives me hope. Nikki was 19%. Ron, 21%. Vivek, 7%. Trump, 51%. Maybe 52%. But uh, the victory was there, and Trump didn't campaign there. Trump couldn't. He was held up by, in court cases. But I just found out what Vivek was saying, so let's go ahead and listen to him and just catch. I want you to see the pain and the, the, the aspect of his wife's expression. This is a legitimate painful thing. I mean, on the point of tears, you put your heart and life in this. But listen, his name recognition is now amazing. This was hard for me. I've got to admit this. But we've looked at it every which way, and I watch think it's his wife. True, that we did not achieve the surprise that we wanted to deliver tonight, and I think that that's just a hard fact that we're going to have to accept as a campaign. And the question then is, what do we do that is right for our country? And so, Porb and I, we we actually didn't make this contingency plan before everybody told us to. We said, no, we're not doing that. 
But we talked about it tonight. We took a little bit of time in our apartment in Des Moines before coming here to make some hard choices. And I wanted to make a couple of announcements tonight to get the business out of the way. And then I want to tell you where we're going. As of this moment, we are going to suspend this presidential campaign. And this is going to have to be, there's no path for me to be the next president absent things that we don't want to see happen in this country. And I think that I am very worried for our country. I think we are skating on thin ice as a nation. We have done everything in our part to make and done, every one of us in this room has done our part to save this country. And I am so proud of every one of you who have lifted us up, but we're a campaign founded on the truth. And so that's why we've made that decision today. And I'm also making the decision that this has to be an America first candidate in that White House. As I've said since the beginning, there are two America first candidates in this race. And earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I congratulate him on his victory. And now going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency. And I think we're going to do the right thing for this country. And so I'm going to ask you to follow me in taking our America first movement to the next level. It did not begin in 2016. It began in 1776. Okay. There you go. Now we come to We're going to seal Trump. up the border. Because right now we have an invasion. We have an invasion of millions and millions of people that are coming into our country. I can't imagine why they think that's a good thing. It's a very bad thing. I think it's a group of people that are probably larger in number than New York State. And we can't have that. We can't have that. It's not sustainable as a country. It's horrible. And, you know, they're coming from prisons and jails. They're coming from all over. They're coming from countries that most people have never heard of. And they're coming from mental institutions and insane asylums. They're being emptied out into our country. And they're terrorists. Many terrorists are coming in. You know, in 2019, I saw just recently on a poll, they had none in 29, no terrorists. Now, I even say there's got to be some, but they have none. And then as soon as this group took over, they have hundreds and hundreds of terrorists coming in, known terrorists, some of them really bad. And many of them are in and they came in and nobody knows where they are. This is not a good thing. And we're gonna to have to deport, we're gonna to have to have a deportation level that we haven't seen in this country for a long time, since Dwight Eisenhower, actually. So I don't wanna be overly, uh, rough on the president, but I have to say that he is the worst president that we've had in the history of our country. He's destroying our country. And, you know, my wife attended the funeral two months ago of Rosalind Carter, and it was beautiful. And Jimmy Carter was there. And, I and so, I mean, Trump goes on and says a lot of interesting things here. But... Derek Prince, one of my great early mentors, I was such a fanatic, I went down to go visit him on my honeymoon. Imagine my wife, married to me, on her honeymoon, to go visit Derek Prince, 
Cambridge scholar, esteemed teacher and deliverance uh, ministry. And I went to go meet with him, my mentor. I'd been to his Bible school and wanted to meet him. So uh, while I'm down there, I was thinking about his writing. He said that uh, America has a responsibility to pray for rulers and those who are in authority. <clears throat> that we may lead a godly and peaceable life. You have to pray for rulers that are in authority. And he said, in his opinion, God frequently gives America better leadership than we deserve. His mercy is on us. In other words, I'm fed up with the pontificating, sanctimonious, evangelical Christian leaders who are constantly harping at Trump and upset and obsessed about the idolatry of people that love Trump. Like what? Like they're jealous that he's liked more than they are? I think that's what's bothering them. And the reality is God is giving us leadership better than we deserve. So if you think Trump is, oh, he doesn't have our values, doesn't represent what I can vote for, listen up, buttercup. God's giving you something better than you deserve. The country doesn't deserve Trump. Man who is, I haven't seen anybody suffer the losses that he has. 700 years imprisonment is it's in front of him right now. Every aspect of his life has been gone over with a fine, like, dental floss. The intelligence agencies have gone after him. I don't believe the election was legitimately lost. The paper ballot game that was played, the COVID disease, it's like principalities and powers from China's dragon all the way to the United States working together to destroy that one man. The only thing that can keep righteousness and him propped up in the saddle, who is better than we deserve, is the intercession and coherence of the church, which is why I'm personally PO'd at the church leaders that don't stand with Trump. You have no idea how much restraint I exercise every year from saying and doing and writing and videotaping what I want to say, and it's the grace of God, thank God, that I don't do it, because I don't need the I don't need the uh, practice. I don't need the internal conflict of getting caught up in wars with Christians who lack the political and spiritual acumen and discernment to recognize the peril the nation is under. And the only course we have is a platform, not a person, a platform that closes down the border, reigns in $34 trillion of debt, is prudent about the exercise of global power and demonstrates a willingness and, a, and an ability to shut down Iran's nuclear ambitions, silence North Korea's nuclear aspirations, contain China, subdue Russia, and cause a period of four maybe years of, of economic stability so that the global order isn't disrupted by the Antichrist spirit that is ready to hemorrhage the global order in the failure of the United States in 2024, lawlessness will be unleashed. I don't believe God is allowing it to happen yet. America must be strong. So I'm happy for Trump's victory tonight. Personally happy. I would have preferred to have seen 60% or 70%. 
But the fact that he did 51%, considering he never campaigned once in his four indictments, and had uh, Bob Vanderplatz, the largest evangelical influencer, throwing his weight behind DeSantis, who came in with uh, 21.2%, behind 52% for Trump. Well, all right, so be it. Nikki making the absurd statement that she is proving now this is a two-person race when she came in third. The heck is she thinking? But uh, she'll go on to New Hampshire and she'll have influence there. DeSantis will probably have to drop out after New Hampshire. Be interesting to see if he has the ability to stand up in New Hampshire. She'll do well in Carolina. Trump will be under tremendous pressure from the never Trumpers who want to get Nikki into the White House in the event that he's assassinated or dies or is indicted or pulled off the campaign trail. Uh, they want her in. But I don't think he's going to do it. The uh, word in the street is he's looking at um, Christy Nome or Ben Carson for a VP candidate. Not Nikki. Pressure will be on him to take Nikki to pull in the consolidated influence. Well, the man's smart. I don't, I don't worry. But everybody says, well, do you go Trump? You know, I don't have to talk to Donald Trump. I suppose I could have access to him if I pulled strings with two or three people. But what the heck would I do it for? The guy's doing great in his own. He doesn't need my advice. He needs my prayers, my intercession, and my influence. 41% of America are independents, not Republicans. Forget about trying to fight with evangelicals about Trump. The left is going to do a full court press attack on Christian nationalism. We are not Christian nationalists. That's white Christian nationalism is what the demons on the left came up with in their spirit cooking to, to establish a brand that would cause a maximum repulsion with the uneducated masses in America when they hear the term. But you are not a Christian nationalist, nor am I. I am a nationalist, a populist nationalist, or a nationalist populist. I believe I don't have so much confidence in the Republican Party or the Democrat Party. I have confidence in the system that God has given us and the destiny that God has apportioned to us and the goodness of God in giving us the great nation that we have. I'm a populist. I'm against the elites that are gaming the system. And I am a nationalist, not an empire guy, not a globalist. I'm not part of the beast system that wants to create a one-world system, one-world government, one-world currency, primarily headed by the elites at Davos, China, and and a caliphate emerging on the horizon. No, no, no. I believe in the sovereignty of individual nations. That's what makes me a nationalist. I'm a nationalist, not a globalist. I believe that boundaries were given to Israel and boundaries were given to the nations and sheep nations and goat nations are going to be the end time configuration. Goats will be part of the beast. Sheep nations will be sovereign individual nations that respect other nations and don't seek to invade them or take them over or assimilate them. I think the globalist aspirations of the progressives, the LGBTQ community, the, uh, the uh, DEI community, all those entities that are Maoist or communist in origin and unique in their Western characteristics that seek to, make, to, to blur the boundaries of a family, of parents to take your children from you, of your faith to make you forced to bow your knee to make a confession of gender or something that is inconsistent with your religion, your belief, or your truth, all of those things. The nature of the devil is to blur boundaries and to intimidate you into submission. That's witchcraft. I believe that sovereign nations, sheep nations, will preserve 
the freedom of the Jew, the freedom of the Christian, the freedom of religion uh, to be able to be practiced without persecution or harassment. I see the West, Canada, the United States, and other countries that are succumbing to the progressive Democrat Party as, as inviting the Trojan horse infection of Maoism that will eventually become stage four cancer and, re, and destroy your religious liberty and actually persecute you for your, for your religious freedom and your freedom of speech. That's inevitable. Just look at the cycle of what happens under totalitarian governments. You'll see it always happens. Trump is the antidote. That guy infuriates them when he talks about deporting them that are in the country, about the terrorists and the crazy people that are being brought in. The guy's a pragmatist. He's not an idealist. Rush Limbaugh had it right. It's not that he's a conservative idealist. He's a pragmatist, and his pragmatism leads him to conservative conclusions. I like him. He's better than we deserve, flaws and all. I stand with him. I support him. I pray for him because if he wins, America will be more divided than it's ever been. If he loses, America will be more divided than it's ever been. No matter what we do, we're still in a battle for the, uh, for the strategic high ground in American culture. I said 20 years ago, Seven Mountains, that's the, that's the lesson. You still have to go into academia. Pluck the cancer and the virus out of the college systems. If they don't allow conservatives to speak on the campus, cut them off from government funding, period. No questions asked. Why is it that obvious? Do you have to have Hamas? persecuting and beating up Jews on campuses to get the point across? Well, God has a way in a whirlwind. Evidently, he's getting the liberals' attention right now. The liberal Jewish funders are discovering uh, that the pro-Gaza Hamas student bodies of the radical left are, are beating up on the, on the leftist, progressive Jewish community. So now the Jews are getting an education. Interesting how God's doing that. And now the uh, system is undergoing a little bit of shaking. We got to shake up the academic system, have conservative worldview and Christian freedom of speech on these. Religion has to be free to speech, speak and, and have campus presence without persecution and security guards. Same thing with woke corporations. Same thing with uh, media. Media, don't worry about media. Media rumble and alternative competing platforms are going to keep merging uh, and, and take market share away from the dominant titans that are controlling the high-tech world right now. But uh, it's indispensable that we have Trump have a victory. And so the, the church is going to be fought vociferously because the evangelical vote will be the key to getting Trump in. And the left is going to shame, embarrass, intimidate, break down, scandalize, smear, slander Christian leadership as is proof that Carl Reiner just put out a movie and I'm in the trailer making, mocking me for saying America shall be saved. But like a drowning swimmer, I believe God is going to rescue us. That's my hope for America. I need you to share this. I got a million followers on Facebook, but you never know because they don't let the distribution of any of my messages go out to more than 100,000 people. So I need you to share it to break the algorithm of suppression. Would you do that for me? If you listen this long, you know I'm of sound mind, and uh, I appreciate all of you. God bless you. I believe tonight is the turning point. Iowa is going to freak the left out. They're going to realize that America, in spite of all their indictments, America's looking at this and going, 
their paper infractions, their political persecutions. I mean, paper filing at Mar-a-Lago, you're going to lock the guy up and deprive him of running for office because he uh, wrote a check to Stormy Daniels 20 years ago and took it out of the wrong account? Really? This isn't embezzlement. This isn't murder. This isn't like a crime that the average American can relate to. You failed. No one's listening to you. It's not going to work. You're not making the case. You haven't succeeded in the battle of public persuasion. You're going to have to change the argument. It's not going to be indicting Trump and locking him up. That will not work. Yet they defeat him somehow in another way. Interesting year coming up. I'm going to be going to seven states. and then I'll let you know how you can stand with me. Seven swing states. Out of 3,143 counties in the United States, there's 19 that are going to be critical for this election. We're going to go preach. We're going to go pray, prophesy. We're going to move with like a mighty river in 19 counties, seven swing states. And we're going to see, bam, the work of God go forward. It's going to be very exciting. I need you to go with me. Are you willing to? Send me some love right now. Would you do that? Would you send me some hearts over here? Can I get some hearts over here? Send some hearts. Are the hearts coming in over here? I need hearts, hearts, hearts. Send them, send them, send them. I need some love. And uh, make some comments right now. I need to know, are you willing to go to Michigan if we show up? Wisconsin if we show up? Pennsylvania if we show up? Arizona if we show up? Carolina if we show up? Georgia, Georgia, Georgia's on my mind. Let me know you're willing to go. I need women mama bears. I need pastors. We're going after churches. I need independent business owners. We're going to do something for independent business owners that are going to keep you from being suppressed, locked down, shut down by the next contrived pandemic that comes out. Never again. Our business is going to be shut down and big tech stores profit and prosper while America's working class suffers. We're going to deal with that. All that's part of the campaign in seven, seven swing states, especially Wisconsin and Michigan, Arizona, 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 Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Thinking Pennsylvania. I grew up in Bucks County. I'm coming for Bucks County. Oh, my, my, my. It's going to be fun. Mara Morello, Signs and Wonders. It's going to be cool. All right. I'll let you know the dates. I'll let you know the location. Love you all. Share this. 379 right now. Remember, Donald Trump, tonight may he have supernatural encouragement. May the covering of God be over his mind. May he feel the strength of the Lord come into his heart and strengthen his body. This man is getting older. May he have strength in his body. May his mind stay sharp. May he be surrounded by the grace and intercession of God. And may no weapon assassinate him or take his life. Satan cannot touch his body. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. God bless you.